Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Something I learned at the reunion. When you have a 40th reunion, okay, you must make the font on the name tags large. Oh, yeah. I imagine, there, yeah. There was no... You know how you go up to somebody at a convention or something? You sneak a peek at their name badge and right. like, that's right, Bill. Yeah, I remember you, Bill. That kind of thing. Did your name badge just say, hello, my name is? On no, them? no. It just, oh, okay. just had your name on it. And there was no... There was no bluffing like that. You couldn't sneak a peek. It was too small. And so you had to just be open and out 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 there that you you didn't remember the person or or you take this opportunity to be creepy and you find that high school graduate girl that was stacked back in the day and you could lean down and read it well that's what you had to do you had to put your reading glasses on and get really close to it so you could read it right there was one one very strange girl who came up to me and she was like do i know you I was like, I don't know, do you? And she takes out her glasses, looks at my name tag and says, I don't know you. I was like, all right, my turn. I put my glasses on, I looked at her thing. I was like, I don't know you either. You want to keep it that way? I was smiling. She goes, "Okay." <laughs> we just wow, parted company. How about that was how, the only that was one of the few weird things of the night. How about hi, I'm Mark. We graduated in the same class. What have you been doing for the past forty years? Right. I don't know who you are, but yeah, you, you, know, know, you know, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to have that conversation when you have no frame of reference for who they were, or you know, she has no right. frame of reference for who I was. So, and, and therein lies what we were talking about this last week. Why I wouldn't go back to my high school reunion because uh, I didn't hang out with a lot of a lot of those people because my entire high school was a lot. My high school career was a lie because I got up and lived in one city and took the train to another city and then took the train yeah, back home. Yeah, but you knew those people. You knew some people. Only the people I was in class with, like, here and there. And how many of those, like, the, when you talk about you only had 140 people show up at your high school reunion in a class of 600. Yeah. Now, I only I had a class of, I think, 400 and something All right, so people. you'd probably maybe have 80 people. Right. And of those 80 people, how many of them might I have been actually been in class with? You, you like, don't know. 11 or 12? Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I don't know. Of the people that were there, you know, you start thinking about that, the percentage of people that were there that I actually knew... I don't know what the percentage was, but probably of the 140 people there, maybe I knew 40, 50. 40 I don't people? know. Well, that's yeah. not bad. So that's like 33%. That's not bad. A lot of people walking around who I, I just didn't have any clue as to who they were. And you and you don't say hello to them because now, so essentially, <laughs> yeah, you're at your 40th high school reunion in a room full of strangers. Yeah, it it can be like that. I was I was surprised at how many people when I'm talking to them they found out that I I do a morning radio show and you know it, it usually gets some kind of curiosity and people are kind of curious about that. You're a big star, is what you're saying? Different yeah, you're kind a big, of job. You're, you're a big star. I'm not big time, yeah. But uh, I, they were like, "Oh, are you going to go national?" I'm like, eh, "I'm close to sixty. Highly doubtful. Um, <laughs> highly but, unlikely brain. Highly unlikely brain. Um, <laughs> but I said, you know, and they're, and they're like, "Oh, I wish I could listen." I'm like. Guys, the internet? <laughs> you heard of this thing? No, no, they ha- a lot of them haven't. They're almost I know. 60. it was you know, it was funny, so I said, "Yeah, you, you just you download our app, put it on your phone, it's simple. You just I I was like, "Google Classic Rock in Phoenix. The station will come up. You download that stuff or just, you know, there's podcasts we do every day. It's really super simple." Right. Yeah. You know, you, you, if you have an Alexa, it, actually, if you have an Alexa in your house, I yep. should have told them that. Yeah. I should have told them, Alexa, listen to KSLX. That's all they need to say. Yeah. You want to hear something funny? Uh, I went to uh, to the Revitalized people yesterday to do a meeting. 
All right. And I, I walked into the lobby just as Dan, the guy who's like the clinical director, is yelling at the Alexa, Alexa, play cancel X. Alexa, play cancel X. Alexa, play cancel X. So it's not just a 60 year old thing. There are guys in their okay. 20s and 30s yep. that, that, that can't, haven't quite figured it out. All right. Okay, so here is how I got screwed by the airline. The story, how Mark got screwed by the airline, and there were two things he could do about it. Nothing Nothing and like it. it. That's kind of the way that they've got you over over a barrel, so to speak, when you go on the airlines. Because it's here's the thing. It's supposed to be a customer service industry, but they don't give you any customer service whatsoever. They've made the seats smaller. They they charge you now for pretty much everything on the plane. I'm surprised that the bathroom is not coin-operated. That's what happened. (laughs) What do you mean? So I'm flying. The flight was early Friday morning. Okay. And it was a two-leg flight, Phoenix to Dallas, Dallas to New York. So the first leg was crucial. I made the reservation four months ago. I wanted to get on on a fairly early seat okay. because we're flying out on Friday morning. The reunion's Friday night. We have to have our luggage. Now you haven't so said, we have our clothing. To this point, you haven't said the name of the airline, so we'll keep that quiet unless they be advertisers. But, yeah, no, I don't want to say the but name. But I'll, I'll their say hub that. is in Dallas, though. Yeah. That much you've, you've, you've revealed. And they're kind of named after a country. Right, and you would think that as an American, they would treat you much nicer. As an American, I yes. thought I would get better right, preferential yes, but we treatment. Shouldn't, yeah. we shouldn't name the airline. But I wanted to get those, those carry-ons on the plane, Right, and if you're late getting onto the plane, there might not be bin space. So what happened? So, I mean, so they didn't allow you to put your carry-on on the plane? What did they do? No, so uh, here's what happened. I, I get home on Thursday, Okay, and again, I made the reservations four months ago. I got rows 19, or row 19 seats D and E. That's Plenty. Of, yeah, it's like thirty six rows on the plane. That's the middle of the plane, which, by the way, no is the most comfortable ride. If you know, everybody so, knows if you're in the belly of the plane, like right above the wings, that's where it's sort of less. Like even if they hit turbulence, it tends to bump a little bit less. It's a good place to be sitting. Yeah. Nice job on your part. So I get an email Thursday that says you must check in for your flight. Right. All right. So you just check in, make sure you know they know you're coming. Right. So I do this, and I notice my seat has been changed. To row 36, the last row on the plane. Which my wife's like a wing when, you, when the plane my, gets bumpy. My wife is now three rows ahead of us. She's in row 33. I'm like, we're not sitting together, and they, they threw us all the way to the back of the plane. I'm like, what now the hell's why did going they do on? That? I call them up. takes forever to get through, of course. Right, of course, yeah. Call them up, and I said, you know, here's what happened, blah, blah, what's going on? Oh, well, that happened because we had to change aircrafts. We're not using the same type of aircraft. Oh, they're, we were they're getting rid of those MD eighties. Remember, they they retired the MD eighty. Uh, that's I don't that's know what, what happened last week. I remember they they ran the last MD eighty. This might be part of that. Maybe that was the original plane that you had been scheduled to get on. I do not know. Okay, but I'm like, then I'm like, that's all well and good, but why can't you just put me in row nineteen? On this new aircraft. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, that's a premium seat now. It has six inches of extra leg room. So? I'm like, yeah, that's, I'm that's like, their screw okay. Yeah, yeah, but I bought row 19 D and E. Say, well, if you want to still sit there, it's $35 per person. Why? Because those are premium seats now. I don't give a rat's ass. That's, that's, that's what a, I said. That's I, a them problem, not I a you said, problem. I said, and I'm like, how can you charge me extra for that? And she said, because it's a different aircraft. I said, but it's not the aircraft you sold me. 
You sold me a bill of goods. Now you're changing the product, and you the, expect me to make up the difference. The aircraft is irrelevant. They sold you the seat. Exactly. The, the aircraft is irrelevant. That's like saying that's like saying you're going to take a Greyhound bus, and you're going from here to Chicago, and it costs $50. I'm just making all these up. Yeah. It costs $50 because you took a certain interstate to get there, and then uh, you get there, and they charge you an extra $35 because they took a different road. <laughs> and it was more scenic. And it's more scenic. That, that's not your, <laughs> right. that's not your yeah. problem. It's like if That's you, their problem. If you order a T-shirt on the Internet, 10 bucks. The guy comes to your door with the package. He goes, 15 bucks. What do you mean? They used a better fabric. No. No, that that I understand. A better fabric is a better. They but sold, they didn't tell you, though. Right, yeah. You they know? sold you the seat. That yeah. should be. They should honor that. I, what I, the hell? I use that very phrase as I spoke to somebody and their supervisor and that person's supervisor, and I got no satisfaction. That's ridiculous. And I was like, where do you, where do you complain? Where can I post it? You know, where can How I How does log an American it? get treated that way I by an do airline company? not know. What kind of a jerk would do that? What kind of a terrible company would treat an American that way? No, it was terrible. I, I, I did lodge a complaint on their website as my well first, you should yeah. my first line was i always thought people who post about their airplane and airport inconveniences were whiny jerks but now i kind of understand them. that's their screw up man yeah yeah, that's, that's like, so stupid. But I, I, I paid the thirty-five bucks. Oh, I did. I can't. Come on. I couldn't let them be in control of the luggage. Yeah, yeah. So you just let them give it to you. Well, they gave you the business, Mark. They did the second flight. <laughs> From oh. Dallas to Phoenix, they did the same thing. That was $79 to get our seats back. I didn't pay that because I figured I've, if I've got my luggage on the Dallas flight, it's really just a direct flight to New York. Even they can't screw that up. So here's the deal. Had you agreed to that $79 per per seat charge, yeah. it would have cost you an extra $230 to fly. Pretty much. Oh, oh yeah. that is horse. It's unbelievable. That's horse. And it's a true story. Wow. As they say, wow. you know you can trust somebody when they say, true story. Oh. And that's what it was, yeah. You, you sir, got screwed. I got and, hosed. And you didn't even get dinner first. I got hosed. Wow. Thought this was America. We are, we're a couple of days away from mid-September. It's going quick. Which means that we don't have much time left to tell you about stupidity. I mean, we could run out of stupidity before the oh. end of the year. Limitless supply, my oh. friend. Oh, really? No need to worry. All right, it's a renewable resource, especially yep. in the state of Florida. It's time for the Mark and Neanderthal Dumbass of the Day at yeah, 744. You know, tomorrow's Dumbass is actually going to feature some of the awesome, or one of the awesome local dumbasses that we've had lately. Uh, so, it. All right. Today's a two for Tuesday, so we get two dumbasses. Thanks to Ride Now Power Sports at RideNow.com. We'll, we'll start with 23-year-old Andrew Harris. Okay. He pleaded guilty recently to something he attempted three years ago when he was just a lad of 20. Okay, then. Andrew Andrew and a friend launched a scheme to hack into the IRS computers. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And obtain somebody's tax information. Bad idea. Yeah, guess who the someone was? Uh, the president? Of the United States. Oh, boy. Yeah. Boy. Joker. Joker. And a triple. Yeah, try catching a guppy before you go for the whale, okay? That that's, really, a, that's a that's big a, one first time out, right? Electronic wire fraud, uh, yeah, invasion oh of a government agency, yeah. and oh, by the way, you're also technically threatened. The well-being of a government, federally governmental official. Oh boy, yeah, that's uh, pretty oh crazy. Mm-hmm. They caught him, obviously. Yeah. Yes, they did. If you're going to hack, yeah. Start with a smaller target. Wait, but, but, but if you're going to go, go big. <laughs> like yeah, that guy's name is—he's memorable. Yep. 
And this one is from Beach Park, Illinois. This is a gem here. 20-year-old Radley. Radley. I guess his parents were poor. They couldn't afford the B. Couldn't afford the B, This yeah. is Radley Kirsten, obviously a valued employee at the Domino's Pizza on North Lewis Avenue. Uh, Radley was trusted by his employer, which is why they let Radley bring the daily deposits to the bank. Oh, it's nice Every to be trusted. Every single day. Yeah, yeah. he's trustworthy. He'd, he'd take the sack over. But Radley must have looked at him bag at one point and said, ooh, there's a lot of money in there. And he, he just couldn't resist. And so let me be clear here. Uh, Radley didn't take some of the money. He didn't take half, <laughs> half the, money. the money. He took he took all, all the, the money. money. <laughs> For about a month he did this. He would drop the deposits off. Wait, wait, every day. So at he, his place. So he didn't just take all, all the money once. No, he took all the money for about a month. How long did he think he was going to be able to get away with that? You know, if I'm the manager of this Domino's, I'm I'm going to want to familiarize it with myself with something called online banking, so I can <laughs> check in real time if the deposits are making it. Keep to, by the way, keep in mind a month worth of Domino's money is considerable. What do you think it is? How much do you think? Uh, a month of Domino's take, take money? Take your guess. Uh, this is the profit now. Okay, profit? Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Uh, well, no, I can't say that. This is the gross amount each uh, day. Each day every, well, how many days a week are we talking about? It's probably, uh, let, let's say, 20 days. 20 days? No. Uh, I'm going to say... Anywhere from ninety-five to one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. No, it's twenty-eight thousand. Oh, really? So maybe, maybe you know, people are paying by credit card a lot of times. Okay, right. right this is right. just cash. All right, yeah. Because so, those, those places do like you know three, four grand yeah. a day. Hell yeah, yeah. And Radley wanted all that. Money. All the money, not half, <laughs> not some. Yeah, all it, that cash. Do you think the phrase "they'll never suspect me" ever went through his head? No, because Radley was considered trustworthy. <laughs> That's why he was allowed to make the deposits. Uh, yeah. You know what he's like? He's like that kid in Empire Records who's supposed to make the drop for Joe. And, yeah. and, he, and he took the money and went to Vegas. He, uh, what a jerk. Yeah, he did this for like a month and had 20,000 20, 20, left at his house. He spent about eight of it. Wow. They got, they got him before he went through all of it. But, I, but by the way, how do you go back to work after a month of embezzling the daily drop with a straight face and think you're going to get away with this? You don't go back. <laughs> you become one of two Mark and Neanderthal dumbasses of the day. We think that's a beautiful story in your song. And, uh, you know, but by the way, this Mark saying this, thank you for the emails and stuff and the calls it's saying, hey, glad you had a good time at your reunion because it was really cool. Hi, this is Neander Paul over here saying my reunion is not for another seven years and I'll probably attend in memoriam. You should go. <laughs> you should go. It's, I, I don't know, man. I'm not going to fly back to Boston for that. Here's the thing. Um, this was so much better than the, the 10th, 20th or 30th. I've been to all of them. Right. I don't know what it was. Is it is it just you get more reflective and more grateful as you get older? Well, I, Maybe I, you're just more more appreciative of things you have? I think with age comes a sense of comfort. I think you become a little bit more comfortable with uh, where your life has become. I think, you know, I mean, obviously, let's face it. You, the first time you encountered these people, you were just kids. Yeah. You know, and then you go back to your 10-year high school reunion, and you're still kind of just kids. You're trying to you, figure things out, trying yeah. to make your mark, that kind of stuff. And then your 25-year yep. reunion, yep. you're like, okay, this is my family. This is where we're at. But I'm not quite done yet. 
You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a sense of, okay, when you go back at a certain time, you simply go back and go, okay, this is who I am. This is my life. Take a good look at it. How are you doing? Yeah, this the, everybody there seemed very satisfied with where they're at. And like at the 30th and the 20th reunion, maybe, you, you know, oh, we can't come to the reunion because our kid's in a traveling soccer tournament. You right, know, yeah. they have those responsibilities. Now you're free of those. So we had more people attend, and everybody was in a great mood. Everybody was really... It was just, you know, it was a really nice night. You know, I was, I was, I was a little nervous because when I graduated high school, I had no idea what I was going to do. No direction whatsoever. No clue. I had, I had tried to get into UConn because my brother and sister both went there. That's right. the only reason I applied. Right. And I didn't get in because I was not nearly the student they were. And so I was kind of, you know, screw it. I'll just work for a year. And then I'll then I'll do it the next year. And then I went to a party over the summer and the whole thing ended with this big drama thing with some guy getting into an argument with his girlfriend, punching his hand through a glass window. Oh, it's all like the movie Dazed and Confused. Exactly. It's exactly and, like that. You, know, you have the big keg party in the park and all that and stuff. And there's yeah. a big dramatic scene. The cops come and I'm I suddenly stopped and I was like, oh, my God, I got to get out of here. Right. This I, I came into that realization in a minute in a minute that I had outgrown it. You know, yeah, and, I'm, and I'm not 19, big time. And I'm not 19. big time. And yeah, yeah. No, I, was no, just I get like, it. I get this is hillbilly stuff. I got to get out of here. You yeah. Know? So I went home and I was like, any school that has no deadline for applications, I'm applying to. <laughs> <laughs> and there were like two. And, and you know, I went to one of them and, you know, things have been pretty great since. So right. um, I was afraid that I was going to leave the reunion this weekend with that same sort of feeling of like, I got to get out of here. This is nowhere. But I didn't. It was it was so cool. Everybody was welcoming. Everybody seemed happy with their lives. Everybody was was willing to talk, you know, laugh about old times, but also talk about what they're doing now and everything. It was great. What's well, interesting, really, is really satisfying. Since I since we were talking about this, since you started going on, you know, we talk, started talking about your fortieth. Uh, I did post on my personal Facebook page about how I had no interest in going back, and I, I am I have been inundated with people that mm-hmm. I went to high school with, yeah. who, by the way, seem to misremember. Uh, how we treated each other back in high school. Like there, when we were teenagers. Listen, there's a lot all, of that. All of that you stuff know? is like, yep. I, I can step back and go, wait a minute. You know, I, I don't, respectfully, I don't mean to sound like I'm being unappreciative, but you know, we weren't friends there, when we were 17. You know, we weren't friends. We passed <laughs> each other in the hallway um, and you yeah. didn't, you didn't like yeah. me. You didn't, you know, like, we didn't like each other. We were not tight. But all of a sudden now we're like, it's like, cause we're adults. We just, you throw all that stuff away and you just, you're thankful you're alive. As we were, my wife and I were leaving the after party. Um, we're just about to the door. Somebody taps me on the shoulder. And I turn around. There's this very, still very good looking woman uh-huh. from, my, from my class. She goes, Hey, I said, Hey, how you doing? She goes, Hey, how you doing? How about a hug? And she gives me this big hug and it was very nice, but I'm like, I never even got a hey, how you doing from you in the hall, right? You know, yeah. But, but it's it, but it's cool. At this point, it's fine. You know, it, it doesn't matter. It, it it wouldn't have mattered to me if I got the high or not. But it's nicer to get the high. But it's weird that you remember that. You know, like as, you, as I you carry certain things with you, like for forty years. Oh, I remember. Then, I then, remember. Yeah, and then you have those. Mo- <laughs> no, trust me. I'm. Yeah, I, I've been speaking with a, with a girl that I knew, and she's a girl because we've known each other since we were fifteen. That's right. Um, but you know, we we were talking back and forth about stuff. I'm like, you do remember that? I don't think we made eye contact more than twice in the six or seven years we knew each other in junior high and high school. You do kind of have to forget about that. You have to yeah. put that aside. Now you're making just, new history yeah, exactly. 40 years later. It is funny. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's talk about some of the more noteworthy people I graduated with. Okay, yeah, yeah you had your 40th uh, high school reunion this past yeah. weekend. You were gone on Friday and Monday. It was great. Uh, you've told some salacious tales of days gone past, and and, and, and I, I guess somebody didn't realize who you were. You got the, do I know you? <laughs> which is interesting. Uh, as it turns out, you are not exactly the uh, biggest big-timer of the big-timers no. that you went no, to high school with. Some very noteworthy people. Such as? Um, well, you know, I talked about, like, the you know the billionaire who works for the hedge fund. He wasn't there, but... Uh, yeah, you had a couple guys, I think you... you the you, guy who's credited with starting the mortgage crisis of 2008. Yes, that guy's probably the most yeah. noteworthy. I don't know Almost brought down there. the entire uh, economy of the United States. Yep. That's pretty noteworthy. That's right. Yeah. But on Friday night, these were all things I found out on Friday night. Okay. Though. One guy talked lives in Tucson. He's a former DEA agent. He had some great Ooh, stories. Yeah, yeah, he's retired yeah. now. Especially Plus, down in Tucson. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Yeah, well, he was like overseas. He was all over the world. Wow. Um, I got a buddy who's, uh, and I knew this already, he's a retired FBI. They, right, they, yeah. they, they push you out at 57. Unless you can pass the physical, you get a year-long voucher after that. <laughs> kind of like Daniel Craig as 007. Yes. He's got to requalify, um, yeah. But this was interesting. Um, one guy is, he couldn't make the reunion because he had a gig. And, had a gig, and my buddy who uh, who who put it together said, "What what kind of gig?" He goes, "I'm the lead singer and lead guitarist of a Bruce Springsteen tribute band called the Boss Project, okay. and they're 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 like pretty big in Florida. You, they they've got a thing on. It's called the Boss Project." Born down in a dead man town. First kick I That's him. I went to high school with this guy. Yeah. He looks a little bit like Springsteen, doesn't he? He looks like uh, Springsteen crossed with uh, Chris Penn. Sort of yeah, like Chris, he does. A little like yeah. Chris Penn, yeah. Yeah, Sean Penn's brother. Yeah, yeah. If, if Springsteen were a little fatter. And that guy was a huge weightlifter in, in high school. Well, it, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't doesn't stay that way forever, Mark. It, Trust unless, me, you, I, unless you keep lifting I, weights. I, I yeah. was a huge weightlifter in high yeah. school, too. <laughs> um, but I think probably. All right, no, the, that's that's pretty good. I mean, you know, that, so he had a gig. So he was, uh, what, the Catalina Wine Mixer came up? Is that what was yes, going on? Yes, he, he was go Yeah, got to make bank. Got to make Catalina bank wine the Catalina Wine Mixer, bro. Um, so. This was very noteworthy. This was interesting to find out. One what? of the guys, two of the guys who went to my high school, one of them being a guy I actually graduated with, one a year older. Right. They were founding members of the underground band King Missile, who were known for their 1992 hit, Detachable Penis. <laughs> That's the name of the song. Here's the thing. Uh, I have, uh, and you and I have been doing this for a long time. I have been doing this long enough to have played this song on several radio stations that I, I worked at. I never played this on a radio station I worked at. I have. Um, yes. I, I bet you, uh, I bet you the two other radio stations in our, in our building probably play this song. Yes. A song called Detachable Penis. Now, the sad part of the story is. Okay. There, oh, there's a sad part? Yes. I thought, did one of them die or something? No, no. Both members uh, left the band before Detachable Penis came out. So they didn't share in the gravy oh. train that the song Detachable oh. Penis created. Oh, so they're like the uh, they're the John Rutsey of... Uh, Who left of, Rush, of, yes. Of, of, yep. of King Missile. They're the, the Stu Sutcliffe and the Pete Best, if you will. S- yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, in, this, in, in the King Missile close. world, the King yes, Missile that's world, what yeah. they would be. Yes. Yeah, but, you know, all right, well. <laughs> and I don't know what it's like collecting those royalty checks from For Detachable, detachable penis, penis. But it must be pretty sweet well, when that check comes in the mail. Here's the thing. I, I think between uh, all the hipster doofus stations that I worked at years ago back in the 90s uh, and the hipster doofus stations we own already <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Dr. Demento. 
I bet that thing. I bet that song got played a lot here and there during Doctor yeah. Demento, something like that. No, hey, you know that. No, you, it's, you, it's something it's, to hang your hat on. I, well, it is <laughs> sometimes, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> as long as it doesn't fall off. Right. No, I, I guess. You, you know, but here's the thing, your buddies. Here, I th- I would I would have to say, in the uh, totem pole of of celebrity fame, your buddy that is the lead singer for the Bruce Springsteen tribute band ranks higher than the two founding members. Of King Missile because they weren't there. They for weren't the there de- when it happened. The yeah. Detachable penis heyday. Yes, they didn't get a chance to bask in the glory right. of their detachable penis. <laughs> exactly. They have no penis money. <laughs> so, listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. One hundred point seven KSLX. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better. You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey, dude, shoes here. Is there anything better than going home for the holidays? Of course not. Well, that's exactly how your toes feel after slipping on a pair of Hey Dude shoes. Hey Dude makes the lightest, comfiest, and coziest shoes out there. They make each step as holly and jolly as can be. So, give the gift of comfy this holiday season. Welcome home for the holidays, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. 